you guys know Charles Barkley, right? Charles Barkley, Auburn alum, Hall of Fame basketball player, the round mound of rebound. This is what he said. Let me tell you how stupid some of these guys are on television, Barkley said as he transitioned to talking about his favorite fool. You know how much I hate Skip Bayless. I hate him with every fiber. Sometimes he makes me want to gain weight back so I can hate him with even more weight. That is an all-time quote from Charles Barkley. And you know who I feel that same way about? Troy Smith for taking the Heisman Trophy away from Darren McFadden in the 2006-2007 season. I saw a graphic today, and they posted a, I believe it was a top 10 of people that have not won the Heisman Trophy. And number two, Darren McFadden on that list. I'm going to get, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and give you this top 20, and I, I want to talk to you guys really about Darren McFadden for a bit. It was, we're all Arkansas fans. We can talk a little D-Mac. Uh, but these were the best players that have never won a Heisman. Vince Young, number one. Number two, Darren McFadden. Then it's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, excuse me, Dominican Sue, Adrian Peterson, Christian McCaffrey, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Ezekiel Elliott, Larry Fitzgerald, Melvin Gordon, Michael Penix, Tom Frazier, Josh Heupel, Rocket Ishmael, Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, Michael Vick, and Bo Nix. I think a lot of those guys are incredibly good players. I'm surprised that like a guy like Peyton Manning never won a Heisman or Andrew Luck, you know. But yeah, Darren McFadden is number two on that list. Cade, what are your memories of Darren McFadden? Were My memories of Darren McFadden. Am I the only one that remembers Darren McFadden? <laughs> uh, I remember, I mean, a little bit. I was like six years old, so I don't like have a ton of memories. I mean, I've watched a lot of highlights, so I, I just remember all the, like, the 300-yard rushing game, I think, with South Carolina. I mean, I think he did it a few times, but. 326 um, yards against South Carolina. I remember that. I mean, that yeah, that was a huge game. I mean, the Houston that I think I guess that would have been after we beat number one LSU, and that was right before Houston resigned. Mark and, May, uh, Lou Holtz put him in the high. Yeah, Darren McFadden's running around with a baseball bat saying, "We brought that win." <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty iconic. You know, I still have not seen a running back as dominant as him. I mean, you could you could guarantee at least a sixty yard burst at least one time a game, and I feel like you just don't have that with guys. I don't know, just the the combination of size and speed that Darren McFadden had. I still have not seen it. Honey, do you have any Darren McFadden memories? Again, I'm the what? oldest one here on this on this pod right now. Uh, if Cade was six, I was probably like four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and didn't know what Arkansas was at the time because I was fair. living in Texas. So you were in the uh, Houston area. What is like your first? What are you like your first college sports memories? My first, like, Arkansas memory is actually when we had Bobby, and I remember them revealing the rankings, and it was number one Bama, number two LSU, number three Arkansas. Dude, that ran. And, like, that's, like, that. my earliest memory is, like, seeing that and being like, wow, we're really good. But also everyone else in our division is really good. Yeah, I remember <laughs> uh, we played – LSU was one, we were three – and then lost, I think, like 49 to 14 against him. Um, I guess that wouldn't be my earliest season. memory, but that would be one of the most vivid. Because that would have been like 2011, right? 2010? Yeah. I guess that wouldn't have been earliest. But for whatever reason, that just like sticks out in my head. My first year of getting into sports was that 2006-2007 season where Darren McFadden was second in the Heisman vote. 
where he had that huge game against South Carolina. Get this, my first year of being an Arkansas Razorback football fan, they went to the SEC championship. That is insane. And has that happened since? No, it has not. Honey, <laughs> tell me about your, your early college experiences, sports-related. I think my earliest college memory was going to a um, – it was UALR, watching the women's team under Joe Foley. Yeah, he's still there, right? He's still there. I yeah, believe he's, he's one of like the winningest coaches in women's basketball, current, that's still coaching. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember uh, – did you ever go to like a, a Steve Shields basketball camp or anything like that at UALR? That was always a uh, – I went to the Joe Foley ones, yeah. You went to the Joe Foley ones. Not, yeah, that makes yeah. sense, I guess. That would be the, the women's camps. Women's yeah. Another memory of growing up that I have is the EA Sports college football games and Cade and maybe Honey too, but I know Cade is very excited about the return of – EA Sports NCAA football. 25, I believe, is what they're calling it. Coming out this summer, they say. Cade, are you tell me about this. How hyped are you about this game? I'm so hyped. It's arguably the greatest game of all time. The only game that I would say rivals that is the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, but two yeah. completely different categories. So the number one sporting <laughs> game all time, I think. Pumped, especially if it's true that you if there's gonna be FCS schools too, it's gonna take it to a whole other level. Dude, that's going to rip. If you could do like an FCS dynasty where you're just controlling North Dakota State in the FCS playoffs every year, <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm with you. Best sporting game of all time. Love it. The dynasty mode, the road to glory mode where you start off in high school, work your way up to try and win the Heisman. That was always great. Honey, they have a mascot mode. Who is uh, Who would be your – who's your mascot go-to if you're playing the game? Probably a good old – Cardinal. Got those trees running around. That's a great pick. Syracuse Orange. I mean, I always liked Stanford just because they had no arms, but they were still catching <laughs> and throwing. <laughs> footballs with the Stanford <laughs> tree. Yeah. So that was always fun. For whatever reason, Georgia Tech, Yellow Jackets also kind of stands out in my head. I always liked uh, – honestly, I liked the Florida Gator. That was always a fun one to play with. Or the, uh, the Ohio State Buckeye. I know we're not big Ohio State fans. Who is? But the Buckeye was always a fun one to go to. And let's not forget about the Razorback. In the words of Houston Nutt and the blind side, there's only one Razorback out there. You can't have any other Razorbacks. Sure. In that. Great multiplayer game growing up. Just get some of your buddies, sit on the couch, and uh, never punt. Did you ever punt, Cade? I was never a big punter. I mean, the game kind of lends itself to not punting. I'm not going to say that I never have. I definitely have. You seem like a but, smart uh, player. You, you you thought you thought the <laughs> analytics through. I mean, if, for me, it was if it was fourth and thirty nine, we're chunking that thing four vertical. One time, I played with my brother. We were playing shortened quarters, and I put it. You know how you can like control the clock. You can set it to where it just like runs out as much time as possible. I was actually Georgia Tech in this, and I, I think we played like two minute quarters, and I think I had the game for like or the ball for like six minutes. Could it work in real life? I don't think it could. Uh, honey, Cade, I need some basketball updates. You know what I've been doing during basketball games, specifically Razorback games? I really haven't been watching the other ones. I've been reading while watching these games because I want to keep up with it, but I just I don't care anymore. <laughs> and I know that I, uh, I help co-host a sports, college sports podcast, so I shouldn't be saying these things, but I am reading American Prometheus 
the Oppenheimer biography as I'm watching the Razorbacks lose <laughs> on the road to Mississippi State and a couple of chapters of the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. That's where we're at right now. So can I get some basketball updates, please? Well, I mean, as far as Arkansas, it's not been good. So I don't know. We can skip <laughs> over that. To watch. Skip it. Uh, skip it. I don't want to hear it. You know who – so Nebraska is the only Power 5 team on the men's side to never win an NCAA tournament game. But they're having, like, a surprisingly good year. And they're tracking, true? I think. Yeah, it's true. The only Power 5 team that's never won a game in the NCAA tournament. Wow. That's sad. And uh, they're on track this year, though, I think, to make it. And uh, they have a winning record in the Big Ten, which is obviously a really good conference. So, hey, Nebraska, maybe they can get their first win this year. Well, let's go ahead and put our chips onto the Cornhuskers winning a tournament game. Let's go for it, guys. Honey, did you see uh, Caitlin Clark get the all-time scoring record? I did. Excited for her. I mean, she. I mean, she's such a great player. And I mean, her dad said that she had to play. I mean, she played with the guys growing up. So playing with girls is just doesn't even compare for her. I mean, she's just I, she's amazing. I I don't think I've ever seen a player with the green light that she has. I mean, even her shot that got her the record was from like the logo. It was crazy. I haven't, yeah, I've never really seen a green light like this. You know, w- women's basketball, it seems like every couple of years there's a new, like, really dominant player. Like, I remember Brittany Grimes. She was more, she was a she was a big forward inside, so it was a little bit of a different game. But, you know, you got Sabrina Nescu a couple of years ago, who was kind of the, the yeah. big scorer. She did more triple doubles, I guess, than Kaylin Clark does. But it seems like yeah. it's cyclical. Like, there's a super dominant player every couple of years in, in women's basketball. And Kaylin Clark, yeah, phenomenal. And it'll be cool to see um, her in the WNBA in the coming years. Because it seems like a lot of these scores really translate well to the WNBA. There's another girl, uh, Paige Bucker. I think it's Paige Buckers. She plays for UConn. And she is supposed to be in the draft this year, but decided to stay back, uh, which I think is a good decision for her because this is the first season she's played all the way through. Mm-hmm. And she still would have been a high draft pick either way. Ethan would have more thoughts on that. If he was, Ethan might he's be. Another, she would have been another player like Caitlin. Well, we talked about last time about because college women's basketball players don't transfer as much and they stay longer, mm-hmm. it, it makes it more interesting. And we, we talked about this a little bit, but like because you actually know the players, I don't know, it, it definitely makes it a better product. Kate, I, I need a Liberty update from you. It's been a while since I've heard anything about the Flames. What's going on in the world of Liberty sports? They're like middle of the pack right now in their conference. They uh, they were on a, like a good win streak, but they lost last night, unfortunately, to Sam Houston State. It was tough. But, uh, they, I mean, they just got to win their conference tournament at this point. They probably aren't going to win the regular season title and – it's definitely been a tougher conference in Conference USA than the A-Sun was. And also, Liberty is like the shortest team in college basketball. Oh, so that's not good. we got to get you some hype <laughs> over there, man. Yeah, well, next year is going to be better. Honestly, I, I think this year is kind of a transition year coming into a new conference because a lot of the younger guys are bigger. We have a seven-foot center from China. His name's Kai Yu. And he is supposed to be really good, but he's redshirting this year. I, I know you can't wait to root <laughs> Kai Yu. Wait a second. I just read Caillou. That's his name. Caillou. <laughs> yeah. Like the little French cartoon gag. So he's a seven foot Chinese basketball <laughs> player. Like the kid. <laughs> he's, and he's not bald. Uh, 
He he's not bald yet. Although he's <laughs> popular and they start calling him Kaiyu, he might embrace the look. Oh man, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet tonight, guys. I'll uh, I'm gonna let you go. I uh, I enjoy a quick little 15 minute update with my uh, bad take podcast co host. Anything else before we leave, or do you guys want to wrap it up? Just say your goodbyes. I'm just excited for the NCAA tournament. It's always fun. I think I'm boycotting the NIT this year over rule changes. What are the rule Um, changes? They changed the bid system. It's all about the elites, man. The way it used to work is if you won your conference tournament, or sorry, won the regular season, but lost your conference tournament, you got an auto bid to the NIT, which made it pretty fun for – especially mid-majors who had really good years, but then they just get upset in their tournament. Now it's all like the Power Six conferences, get at least two teams in. It's all on these rankings. You're going to have like a 16 and 16 team from a power conference in there that nobody really cares to watch. Their fan base doesn't really care. And then you're going to have a, you know, like a 27-win mid-major who lost their conference tournament and they're not going to get in. And I think that that fan base would be a lot more involved and energized. I, I can't do it. You know, last year I was a big NIT guy, and now I'm not. <laughs> Things change quickly in the world of college basketball. Yeah, that's a bummer. That, that's not a smart move at all. But you know the NCAA, they don't make really smart moves when it comes <laughs> to this kind of stuff. So ex- expected at the very least. Honey, any closing thoughts? Just ready for baseball season. Hey. I'm locked in there. <laughs> locked in on the diamond. There we go. I respect it. All right, guys, you have a good one. Take it easy.